after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, we ran to YouTube. <laughs> like someone needs to teach me how to do this. Um, and on YouTube, they said, you find good deals on Craigslist. So we ran to Craigslist and we found a fourplex in our neighborhood. I looked like a good price, I guess. I mean, I don't, I didn't know anything. Um, so as I'm dialing the phone, my husband's like, you don't know how to buy a fourplex. I was like, <laughs> I bet the person on the other end of the phone does. <laughs> so let's just yep. try it and see what happens. And it, you know, it all sort of worked out. Welcome to the Threefold Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the podcast where you'll not only learn how you can achieve massive success in multifamily real estate investing, but also how you can simultaneously pursue great relationships with your family and a better walk with God. You can achieve financial freedom through real estate investing without sacrificing the relationships that mean the most to you. Now, here's your host, Lee Yoder. All right, three full listeners, we've got another great guest today. Um, today, Jansen Young is joining me. Uh, just a little bit about her, and then we'll bring her in here. Um, Jansen, uh, her bio says she's a real estate diva with a passion for helping other investors build businesses that promote time, freedom, and financial stability. We are all about that. I think, Jansen, you are the first diva we've had on, so really excited <laughs> about that. I've got, I live with one. She's seven, um, seven years Hopefully. old. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Jansen first. So anyway, real quick about Jansen for or, uh, bring her in and hear more about her. Um, she started in real estate, uh, before she started in real estate, she spent 14 years in financial services, traveling the country, teaching thousands of clients how to adopt uh, technology to uh, optimize, digitize, and grow their uh, advisory businesses. But while she watched her colleagues floor, she lacked the financial security in her own life. That's when she discovered the power of passive income. We love talking about passive income around here. Um, but once she discovered this, she grew a rental portfolio from one to six doors in just 60 days. So just two months, it's incredible. With a uh, lack of capital, hold her expansion happens to us all. She turned to wholesaling, vacant land, and completed 31 land deals in 14 months, all while working full time. With experience in multifamily and commercial land, um, she now focuses on wholesaling, owner financing, high value land, putting her capital work with transaction, transactional funding, bridge loan, JV partnerships. So we'll kind of get into all that. But what I'd love to start with is a passive income. But first of all, Jansen, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having. I'm really excited. I love your energy. I can't wait to get this going. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like you're probably going to be able to match me with that. So yeah, it should, should be a good one. Um, so Jason, let, let's, uh, like I kind of was, was alluding to there, let's go back to, uh, hey, you're working a job. Sounds like you've, you've got a good job traveling the country, cool. you know, doing, doing some cool things, but tell us kind of open or unpack a little bit when, you know, you say, you would say you lacked financial security in your own life. You're kind of seeing some of your colleagues flourish and then that maybe led you or you kind of went down this path and you discovered passive income. Can you set the scene for us there and kind of what was going on and, and what kind of led you to un discovering passive income? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that my story um, is unique by any means. I had a pretty good career. I, honestly, I would say I had a great career yeah. um, in financial services. I had great managers, great team around me. Um, but it's funny because you work in financial services, you're used to dealing with other people's money and making great financial decisions for them. And I go home and I'm figuring out how I'm going to pay for my car note <laughs> because yeah. I can't manage my own household. They are two totally different skills. 
Yeah, um, sure. and, yep. and a lot of people think like, oh, you, you understand stocks. You must know how to balance a checkbook. Apparently not. <laughs> I, <wasn't, laughs> I was not skilled at that. Mm-hmm. So um, actually what, what pushed me over the edge was, uh, you know, I, I did have some great mentors in my corporate career and um, I was on a path to, to the senior level, right? Sure, yeah. Um, and we were in a town hall one day, Fortune 100 company, uh, and the owner was really excited because he just come back from vacation at Machu Picchu with his daughter, which was amazing. Yeah. And it was particularly special because it was the first vacation he had taken with his family in five years. Wow. Yikes. That's what I was just like. It's, it's one of those moments where you see the path laid before you and you're just yep. like, I don't want to go there. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I've been there. But yep. I don't, yeah. So yeah. that's what I kind of decided, you know, we need to, to do something else. Um, around that time, I was, I had just gotten pregnant and my husband and I both had terrible commutes for about an hour and a half each way. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I decided I did not want to have my baby on the highway. So <laughs> we started looking for uh, another place to live, either close to my job or close to his job, but somebody had to move. Yep. And when we did, we couldn't sell our house. And that's how our broker decided, you know, why don't you rent it for a while and see what happens? And that's, I call myself an accidental real estate investor because that's how it happened. Yeah, Yeah. right. And then you get bit by the bug and I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and just off to the races. I couldn't stop Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I I mean, I have a good friend, almost the exact same story, Uh, but yeah, it happens a lot. I mean, I think, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's quite a few military uh, people in real estate and that's often how it happens. You know, they have to move a lot and they own a house and they can't sell it for whatever reason, yeah. but they got to move. So they end up renting it. And yeah, it just takes doing it once. And that's why I love doing this education just to maybe give people that bug. And it, and it certainly helps. You're going to really get bit by the bug when you do it yourself. But maybe if you yes. just hear it, then you try it yourself. And yeah, it often just takes one, you know, one single family house that you just couldn't sell and someone lives in it and you start to go, wow, they're like, they're paying for this house for me. <laughs> right. They're paying for everything. And I make some money on yeah. on top of it. Like, right. And like, the appreciation. I could sell it yeah. for more than if I had just sold it right away. Yeah. Oh yeah. All these things again. Yeah. You, you're in financial services. I mean, I, I consider myself well-educated, you know, <laughs> feel like I should know this stuff. And, and yeah, when you, when you kind of get bit by the bug and then you, you know, for me too, absolutely. Jansen, like reading rich dad, poor dad, I'm like, if this is this good, like, how did I not know about this? How does exactly. nobody I know know about this, yes. right? It's, yeah. it, it's kind of this underworld that, why does nobody know this? Why does nobody talk about this? I don't know, but we should, we should scream it from the rooftops. And yes. honestly, once, and I feel that way about my particular asset class of choice, but, mm-hmm. um, but passive income in general, I just, everywhere I go, I talk about it. I have a, uh, in my karate class, there's a 13 year old girl who follows me around. She's like, tell me how you retired at 36. Like, how do you do that? I'm like, yeah, Penny, learn, learn. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Gosh. Yeah. Especially at 13. She's man, she can, she could do it by, by 26 if she, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So, okay. So you get bit by the bug. I I totally get that part and and why I have it very similar to me. I know a lot of people the same way. So um, you're, you're seeing the power of real estate, but you just, you just have one rental house. So um, what next? Uh, I guess set us up too. So did you, did you move closer to your husband's job and then you just didn't get a second job? You said, I'm going to go into real estate. What, what was kind of the next step for you? So my husband moved to closer to me 
Oh, okay. Uh, He's the one. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And so we were uh, renting for a while. We did end up selling that house a year later, but it wasn't really until the end because in the beginning, I, I like the fact that we were far away from that property. That means we couldn't change light bulbs. We yep. could not, oh, you know, yeah. answer your toilet calls, you know? Yep. So it forced us from the very beginning of our career to rely on professionals and just build that into our margin. Yes. And so for us, our rentals really were passive income. It wasn't passive until someone had a problem. It was yep. truly passive. And I, I'm, I'm really grateful that we had that experience up front because it just set the stage for how we were going to run our business and how we run all of our businesses today. Yes, absolutely. With that said, after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, we ran to YouTube. <laughs> like someone needs to teach me how to do this. Um, and on YouTube, they said, you find good deals on Craigslist. So we ran to Craigslist and we found a fourplex in our neighborhood. I looked like a good Price, I guess. I mean, I don't, I didn't know anything. Um, so as I'm dialing the phone, my husband's like, you don't know how to buy a fourplex. I was like, <laughs> I bet the person on the other end of the phone does. <laughs> so let's just yep. try it and see what happens. And it, you know, it all sort of worked out. Um, we, we had read that, or we had seen on a couple of episodes on YouTube that you needed to get a hard money lender and here's how you find them. So we had that all lined up. And we actually ended up using a loan from my husband's 401k to yeah, pay for their down right. payment. Yeah. Uh, then we had the money from the, we had personal savings. It was about $30,000 that we were going to use personally for the rehab. And of course we had a hard money lender. Three days before closing, our hard money lender pulled out. <laughs> wow. Why? Um, it was the, not the debt to income ratio. It was the, uh, uh, servicing ratio. So our rents were too low to pay for the, the mortgage. And they couldn't tell you that until three days before. I guess no. Jeez. So, yeah. I mean, talk about getting the wind knocked out of you. Um, but you know, I say my vulnerability is my superpower. So I called the wholesaler with my tail between my legs and I was completely honest with him and raw and, said, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I thought I had everything lined up. I'm lost. And I, I don't know what to do. And you know what? He was just like, all right, Jansen, how can I help you? Like, what's the problem? And it was completely a collaborative relationship. I just explained awesome. that we, that we ran out of money or, or we lost our money. Mm -hmm. He's like, don't worry. He called the title company. And an hour later, the title company called me back and said, you're funded. To this day, I've never met that private money lender. Uh, but I guarantee you his checks came every month early. <laughs> wow. And, and since that point, every other property I've acquired, I've never used a bank. That is awesome. Wow. What a cool story. I, I, I love that. I mean, for, for so many reasons, one, like you being honest and being vulnerable. I mean, I think that's a life lesson and a life skill uh, that, that it's important. I mean, something I think God would have us all do, but the cool thing about multifamily, Jansen, well, and I, I shouldn't even say multifamily, just real estate in general. What's so cool about it that, that I just have, have found to be true, and I, I, so many other people tell me the same thing that it is so often collaborative. It's not, yes. it's not just competitive because everybody can win. Like it's not yes. a zero sum game. It, it's an abundance mindset. So this wholesaler goes, well, shoot, I want Jansen to close on this property because that's how I get paid, right? Yeah, right. Like okay, that's how I get paid. And I want her to succeed. And heck, she might buy another property from me, you know, if I can. And I her. have. <laughs> and it, yeah, I just, I, I love that. And 
just a cool extra benefit. That's not the reason to get in real estate, but man, <laughs> it just seems so true. And it, it's such a yeah. cool thing. That's how the world should work, right? Like exactly. it, it just, it, it, it's great the way, you know, the, the market works when you let it and when people can collaborate and do things together. So everybody has a different risk tolerance and, and there's not a right way, you know, to tell everybody they have to jump in like you did and make a phone yeah. call. But I do think if you just get going, like you don't have to know step six to take step one. Right. Yeah. So you just, I mean, you, you made such a good point. Like the broker knows how to close a deal. Like if we have the money and we're ready to do a deal, the broker's going to walk us through it and do it. I mean, I always tell people to get, get a property management company too. Like, yeah. I don't know how to manage 100%. properties. Good. Have, have somebody else do that partner with them. You don't know how to do that. And I don't, I've never closed on a property. Well, of course, but like take the next step. Like you're not even there yet. You're not, you haven't yeah. even had an offer accepted. Just, you know, sometimes it, you just really need to take the next step. You can't learn often. Sometimes yeah. you can, you can get ahead, but a lot of times you can't learn step four until you've taken step one, two, and three. Exactly. Then you, and then and you the learn. Problem, there's so many branches, right? Like once you get to step four, there's like five different paths you can take. And once you yes. get to step five, there's 20 different steps you can take. So if you try to figure out all of them, you're just going to drive right. yourself crazy. Just yeah. take, take step take step one and make those three decisions, then take step yes. two and make those seven decisions and then take yes. six. You'll be much happier. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you'll actually do something. You'll, you'll get yeah. it done. You, you'll actually make so much more progress. And, you know, there's, as long as you, you know, you don't over leverage yourself, you get yeah. an inspection, you, you have some people where you're not going to make, you know, that, that big of a mistake. Like the, yeah. you can make mistakes in this business for sure. So sure. Don't everybody went out there and jump in, but <laughs> You get some people around you, you get educated. You, I mean, you guys had some reserves, you, you know, when you get into a property that needs some rehab and you have no money for the rehab, you can really get hurt because, yeah. you know, somebody moves out, you can't even rehab the unit. You can't move somebody new in. You're going to hurt me. I mean, you guys had reserves, you had some foundation, you had yeah. jobs, stuff like that. So as long as you have some stuff like that in place, just, just jump in. I mean, you're, yeah. you're a great example of that. So, so you got to take down this four unit. Now you, you own a multifamily property. Has it yeah. gone well? Has it, has it been good for you? Yeah, 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 we still have it. I'm probably not, my goal is to never sell it. I mean, never say never, but uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's not on the awesome. cards for me. Does the cash flow is good? It cash flows really well. And you know, what was interesting is um, after doing all the, everything that we had to do to the property, I mean, this is a definitely trial by fire. I mean, we got in there yeah. with a certain rent roll and then found out that only two units were actually paying rent. Right. Yep. <laughs> It's one of those interesting conversations. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Happens I, often. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I walked up one day and I saw this giant extension cord going from one unit across the lawn to a totally different building, getting electricity. from. Wow. It's, yeah. It's, it was a very interesting uh, process. But at the end of that, we got our cash flow, $1,000 a month. Um but what was curious to me is that we were writing our mortgage for 1800 a month. And I'm like, that dude who just gave me money out of the goodness of his heart is making almost twice what I'm making. And I'm the one making all this pain and suffering yes. happen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but that was when I sort of had this idea, like maybe, maybe lending is a good idea to, to kind of think about and get into. And, uh, that's, I mean, a few steps down the road, that's where I am right now, but yeah, yeah. no, it's a great realization. And, and Jansen, I, I don't know if you've heard, like I've read some books and, and just listened to some real estate investors that have been doing it for 20 years. And yeah. I've heard some people say the end goal is to be the bank. Yeah. end goal yes. of real estate. And, and you'll, and you, if you watch people in their progression, 
that is often what ends up happening. And you have to have capital to be able to do it. So, um, you know, you're, you're not, obviously you're not mad at this guy. Like, Hey, he, he got you into your first deal, but you're (laughs) like, yeah, but I want to, I want to be you. Like, I'm not mad at you. I just want to be you. I, I get why you're doing it, but you know, you have to like, probably he did a lot of the hustling like you did. He did all that for years and built up that capital. And now he gets to do that. But absolutely. When you get to be the bank, I mean, that's the fun bank. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. So no, I, I would love to get in that a little bit, but take us, yeah. take us to that because I, I know that's kind of what you do. And I'm, I'm guessing um, you're into that in a community and maybe, maybe you do yeah. some, some educating on it. So yeah, please tell us a little bit about your transition and what you're doing now. So, so really what happened was we did the, the birth strategy. So we, we bought it, we renovated it, we rented it out. And then we did the refinance. When we did the refinance, right. then we did the repeat part. So literally our, when we refinanced, we didn't even have the money wired to us. We just had the money wired from one title company to another title company. And we bought our first fiveplex. Side note, if you are interested in commercial um, multifamily, just just go 10 or 15 or like, it's not worth doing the five. Mm, like but... I was like, oh, it's only one other unit. It'll be easier. Like it's not worth it. Because yeah, it's <laughs> all of a sudden bigger. a different ball game. It's a totally, I mean, yeah. your inspection, not your inspections, but your insurance is much, much higher. Your appraisal mm. is, my appraisal for my fourplex was $300 for my fiveplex was 2000. So it's yeah. like, what? It's one more unit. I so know. anyway, just because of all those extra costs, the taxes are generally a lot higher. Just go higher. Go good bigger. Point. That's a good point. I'll, Jensen, I'll get yeah. off that soapbox. Okay. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> So, smart if you do. so roll you you did the refinance on the quad and took the cash out in right into the five unit. Yep. Awesome. My goodness. So yeah. now, now up to nine units. That what was yeah. after that? Um, we ran out of money. Yep. Like I said, <laughs> so it happens train, to all of us. It happens yes, to everybody. The, the train stopped. So mm-hmm. uh, my husband and I were looking for ways to raise capital beyond just our jobs. So we sure. were really looking to flip or wholesale or something. And at our, our local RIA, our Real Estate Investment Association, yep. which everyone should be a part of. One, Absolutely. Crucial. Absolutely. Um, yes. So they, uh, at our RIA, they do bring in monthly, they'll bring in a national speaker. So somebody came and spoke to us about flipping land and at first I was just going to like snore through the whole thing, but um, it, there were three things that really resonated with me. First, you know, he asked everybody to raise your hand. If you're flipping houses, apartments, if you're renovating or renting houses or blah, 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 all these hands go up. Right. Um, then he's like, everyone put your hands down. If you're doing this for land, raise your hand. And of the 300 audience, 300 person audience that we have, there were three hands that went up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, obviously, because it's like, who wants land? But he framed it as, y'all, that's your competition. Yeah, right. I knew, so you, was, I knew you were going there. It's a good point. Yeah, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm listening. Um, yeah. And so because of that, that does a couple of things for us. Um, both of us are corporate. We're not the couple that's going to be able to drop everything and go see your house. I'm going to lose that appointment every single time, unless it's yep. relationship-based our lives just weren't set up for that. So I did like the fact that there was a little bit less competition um, there. The second piece was the fact that you can do it remotely, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have to inspect anything. It's, it's a tree. It's the same tree that was on Google earth a year ago. It's probably the same tree today. So uh, I liked that, that it fit our lifestyle that way. But the third piece was the passive income. The only reason we are in real estate is not because we love real estate. 
We do yep. now, but that wasn't the reason. It's yeah. because it was a vehicle for passive income. So when he talked about um, the fact that you buy the land at a price point that allows you to sell it, um, but only take a down payment and then collect payments over the next five, 10, 15 years, that resonated with me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so yes, I could sell the land for cash, get the money I need to buy my next, my next multifamily, or I could just skip the rehabs and the tenants and all of mm. that and just become the bank right yeah, out of the gate. Right. Yes. So, um, so that was how we transitioned number one into land, but then also into owner financing, which was new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and after we had stacked a couple of deals off of that, um, people do still pay cash for land <laughs> for me, yep. unfortunately, because I want the passive income, but but when I do get that passive income, now I just, or when I do get that cash, now I just go to other flippers and say, let me fund your deal so I can get my passive income because that's really wow. what I want. Yeah. So that's, it just sort of snowballed. And you say you're doing seller financing. That's when you sell it. You're not yeah. doing that when you buy it, are you? When you buy the land? I can do it. I've only done that once though. I've only needed to just because we buy the land so cheap. Yeah. Um, so we buy land at about 30 cents on the dollar and then we sell it for about 70, 80 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's doubling your money yeah, each exactly. time usually. Yeah. But, but over a period of time and that's what gets you the, the passive income. Yeah. Well, it's over a period no. of time. so if we are selling at 70 to 80%, those are cash deals. Oh, um, gotcha. Yeah. So if you sell I'm full price, it, that's when you put it on contract. Exactly. Gotcha. And then, yep. and then we'll, uh, put it on contract. Usually what well, my standard rate is 12.9% on, on the money that I have out there working for me. Um, but you know, I do buy notes from other people at different rates. It just depends. Wow. That's awesome. Good for you. No reason. I love your story, James. And it's such a good thing to talk about because I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I do love real estate and I've learned to love multifamily, but I just love real estate in general. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's all because of, it's because of passive income. It, it, it blows me away that there's this thing that what I would say about it is it pays you today and tomorrow, you know, the yes. stock market and a 401k. <laughs> yes. Historically, and it, it can do pretty good. I, I don't trust it as much, but you know, over the years, you know, six to 8%, whatever, it's going to sure. build you a nest egg. So that's good. Now, hopefully that nest egg is enough to live off of because what you don't get with that is passive income right now, today, right. every month, as long as you own it, you're getting it. As long as you're, you know, you've got something, you've, you own the asset, you get the passive income. Like you said, the, the quality, the five, you, you can own them for the rest of your life if you want. And that passive exactly. income will come in for the rest of your life. So there was a, there's a really good book um, by Jack Bosch. Um, I can't think of, I think it's called forever cash, but if okay. there's three, three types of cash that he talks about in that book. And one is a uh, one-time cash and that's money you get from your job or money you get from a wholesale deal or from a flip, right? You get it yeah. and then you've got it. And that's kind of it. Yep. There's forever cash. That's the last one. And that's what you're talking about where you buy an asset until the day you die. And even beyond then it's just right. going to keep pumping out money. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. But in the middle, that's, that's temporary cash. That's banking. That's what I do. Right. At mm-hmm. some point they're going to pay me off and yep. then I'm, I'm stuck. And so I did get a little bit of um, pushback when I left, when I left corporate, they're like, yeah, but all these notes, you know, you're going to be out of notes in 10 to 15 years. I was like, okay, first of all, that's if I stop doing everything right now, number right. one. And secondly, if I have not figured out something in 15 years, that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a pretty good runway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. They just bought me some time to take a break, travel, travel, 
a lot of places That's <laughs> and awesome. figure it out. Yeah, we didn't hit on that yet, Jansen. So at what point were you able to quit your job? Congratulations. Uh, Thank but yeah, you. How, yeah, when did that happen? And how did that come uh, April this year. Wow. Yeah. April Fool. So that was a that was an interesting resignation letter. But no, I really <laughs> did leave. <laughs> well, really on April Fool's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but a lot of people came back to like, is this serious? I'm like, yeah. it is. You'll, you'll find serious. out tomorrow it's serious because tomorrow's not April Fool's and I won't be back. Exactly. That's yeah, awesome. we um, but from the time that we started taking real estate seriously, but actually from the date that we bought our first fourplex yeah. until my retirement date was uh, four years and two months. Wow. So it does not take a ton of time now. Yeah. And, and in that same time period, we went from negative $20,000 to over a million. So Jeez, it just, yeah. it, it's amazing what, what real estate does. And a lot of people are excited about my lane flipping just because you see the fast cash coming in, especially for the cash deals. But honestly, the real reason why that net worth exploded was because of these apartments. They just keep appreciating like crazy. And if you don't, if you don't cash out all the money, it just sits there growing and growing and growing. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when when my wife and I, you know, we started with a, a single family flip and before we got, she said, are you sure you know everything you need to know? And I said, I am sure I know everything I can know without doing it. Like there's some things I I can't learn until I do Mm -hmm. it. And so I don't know those things yet, but I can't, they're just, you know what I mean? And you you know that, like, there's just certain things like the people on YouTube couldn't prepare you for, and you got to get into it. You got to do it. And, and, but yeah, so kudos to you guys for doing (laughs) it. Um, And man, it's paid off. And I love like the timeframe too, like four years, four years to retire is like lightning speed. That's incredible. But it also (laughs) didn't happen overnight. Like you're not telling people, Hey man, if you start this a year from now, you're losing your job. No it's, it's, it takes time. Like you have to, you have to build it up and you did. And you were, I mean, I can tell like you guys were very responsible about it, but also like four years and at the age of, would you say 36? Like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So what what a great story. It's interesting. So there's a couple of things that that you mentioned that I want to touch on. So first this whole idea of like taking these steps, right. It, it almost felt like, and it continues to feel like this was not our plan. <laughs> this is just, we're just living in someone else's plan. Yeah, it was wow. almost like when we decided, that was the most critical time when we decided yeah. what we wanted. When we said, we're going to make this real estate a thing, it was almost like we took a step and God just dusted off the road. Like I was wow. waiting for yeah. you to take, yeah. to move. Yeah. And here you go. Here's your destiny. That's awesome. And every and that's how we that's how we did the first house. That's how we did the first fourplex. That's how we got into commercial. That's how we found land. That's how we became a bank. It's we just kept walking, and the path just kept revealing itself. So yep. I oh my goodness, love that. I have a very I have a very similar story, and I I mean I totally agree with that. You know, we're not talking about the prosperity gospel. It doesn't just work out. You know, it's not going to work out for sure just because you do these things and you, and you follow God. God ask a lot of people to go through suffering, but at the same yes. time, when you are in within the will of God and you feel God leading you and you do take that step, he's, I mean, he's going to be there for you because he's the one who's yeah. you to be there. So yeah, I, I, I love that. <laughs> God's calling you to something. He's not going to, you know, just force you and throw you into it. Like you got to take a step, get into it. Like, exactly. trust, and that's, that's you trusting him and, yes. and his, his calling for you. And then he, like you say, he dusts off the road for you. It's there for you. That's man. It's exactly. awesome. Couldn't agree more. You were, were you going to hit on a second point. <laughs> 
Yes. So, well, the other thing is you, you just mentioned it here too. There is suffering involved. (laughs) So I do not want to paint this picture. Like we got our four packs and everything was fabulous. Like I'm, there's plenty of stories I can tell you that will make you cry because it made me cry. Right. Um, But it's, it's keeping that in focus in mind. We knew why we were doing this. So um, I say we went from, you know, uh, one property to like six in, in a matter of a couple of days. This is this is really what happened. We bought the four, the uh, fourplex. We were in the middle of rehabbing that, and when you're doing that, you don't have tenants in it. So that means you mm-hmm. were paying a mortgage on our house, a mortgage on the fourplex. Our our money is just like flying out the door. Just, sure, yes. the money is just gone. <laughs> I'm trying yes. to get this thing rented and up. We're interviewing property managers. We're negotiating with contractors, trying to leave work on my lunch breaks to go check on the rehab. Wow. It was yep. absolute craziness. Yes. And I'm looking at my bank account with this new child. By the way, this I'm I'm uh, had just had my second baby. Oh wow! Yeah. Sorry. And uh, we're like, I can't afford daycare. <laughs> like we we literally can't afford it anymore. So we ended up giving up the house that I'm in right now. We gave up this house, moved down the street to uh, what I affectionately call my meth house. (laughs) We had no, uh, and that's, that's affectionate. There were no, we were concrete floors, holes punched in the doors. I mean, and I'm taking my, my one-year-old and my baby over to this place. I'm like, okay, we're going to make this home now. It, my knees still have the grooves of lying on that floor, hammering in the flooring for my home. And wow. even at that, even at that, we had to leave that property because we couldn't afford it. We ended wow. up renting that one out too and moving home with my parents. So here I am at the age of 33, my grown husband, my two kids, and I'm calling myself a real estate investor. I got six units under management and I'm homeless. <laughs> looking upstairs with my mom and my dad. Um, so, but you know what? We we make the best of everything. My kids got invaluable time with their grandparents. Oh, yeah. I had home cooked meals every night. So, you know, you make you make it as best as it can. And then, you know, you turn around two years later, it's like everything yes. came back together. We're back in my house that I love and yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can well, afford what a story, it this time. I'm so glad you, you told us that part of the story. Thanks for being open and, and being honest about that because yeah, it might not make it on your marketing brochure, the part that, you know, we got six units, <laughs> but we're living at home, but it, it, ah, I mean, that that's so awesome because I don't know, do you know Dave Ramsey? He, he yes. likes to say like, you have to live like no one else, like no one else, yes. is, no one, not no one, but very few people are willing to do what you and your husband did, Jansen, yeah. like very few people, but very few people get to live the life that you're living now. And it's because you were willing to live that life that most people would, heck, I mean, most people would say, well, then I'm I'm dropping this. I'm doing this because I'm not leaving this house, right? Like I'm not doing that. I'm not living in a meth house. I'm not going to go live with my parents when, you know, we've got jobs and I got to like, that's ridiculous. But you said, well, I am going to do it because I'm not going to let go of this dream that I have. I'm not going to let go of these income producing properties. Like you knew they were good properties. You knew it was, it was good. So you're not going to let them go, but yeah, there was a lot of growth involved with that. I mean, uh, there were some, obviously there's some ego issues that you have to let go of. Um, That's where I say now vulnerability is my superpower. Like it did not feel good to crawl back to my mom and be like, 
I can't pay my bills, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, but had I not done that, we would have we, we would have been in a much worse position. Yeah. You know. Um. And and also this this mindset of just keeping, like you said, grab hold of that dream and do not let you go. If this is your promise that has been given to you, don't let it go. Why would you let it go? It's for right. you. Yes. You know. So. Yeah. Now I, I think to. Going back to, to the, the, you know, knowing God's will and feeling like God had this for you. And, and so he's dusting off a path. But at the same time, you know, I think, too, it helps when things don't go well, because you can yeah. come back to that and say, hey, it's not good, but I'm confident in this because this is this is what God has for me. So I'm I'm confident that, hey, this is just a setback. God loves to prune us. He loves to, you know, <laughs> refine us through the fire. Right. We yeah. know that as Christ followers. So you can stand that. I think what's what's key to that, what I'd love to, to hear you talk about a little bit, Jansen, is your partner has to be on board with that too. Oh, like, yeah. you know, if, if they're not, then they're going, Hey, I'm getting a little bit different feeling from God. You know, he's, telling me, he's telling me we should actually not move in with our parents. You know, so like, so can you hit on that a little bit? Like, where's your husband at in this? Like how, how, how was that? Is he totally on board? Like, yeah. To okay, speak to that so piece a little bit. I, I have to be honest. Um, and this might sound offensive to other people, but I'm going to be honest. I have the best husband in the entire world. <laughs> Sounds like you might. Yeah, he, he's been a thousand percent supportive since the very beginning. Um, he's always been the one, I, I call him a, a black hat. I don't know where that term came from, a personality. I don't traits, either. But <laughs> he's much more, uh, black hats are very cautious, um, okay. want to yeah. work through every eventuality. Yep. And I'm a white hat. I'm very optimistic uh, okay. and positive. And we can possibly go wrong. You know, yep. that's that's me, unfortunately. I'm you, um, and my wife. My wife is your husband, and I'm you. So we're like rules, rules reverse. On this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But you know, um, but I think everyone needs that that nice balance and that opposite, so that we don't go too crazy. Because if right. you're up to me, Absolutely. I'd buy up the whole neighborhood and, and be living in a ditch. But you know, yep. we have to feed our children. So we work together full time. So we oh, run cool. our lane. Yeah, we run our lane flipping business full time together. When I say full time, I'm like hours a day <laughs> but yeah whatever. yeah yeah it's not time. quite full time yep absolutely um but uh what's been key for us is having clear roles and responsibilities so in our company we have an org chart and yes, our yeah. names are in most of those roles but i know that if i have a question about you know an offer that we made on a property like maybe we should lower that or raise it as the ceo i can go over and have that conversation with my director of acquisitions I can give my feedback, but ultimately this is his lane. Mm -hmm. And if he makes a decision that I don't particularly like, because that is not in my lane, I have to respect that and move on. And that should have absolutely nothing to do with whether I make him breakfast in the morning, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to separate it. <laughs> yeah, separation. I mean, that's that's really key. And I'm not going to say that's easy. That's probably been the most challenging part of, of owning our own business is um, creating that space. Um, since I've quit, it's gotten way better. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so Brendan Burchard has a book for high performance habits. Absolutely Perfect. love it and recommend it. Um, there's also a quiz um, on the high performance habits. That you can just Google and take a look um, because there's different areas where you can should be working to excel in these high performance habits. It's getting gotcha. your clarity right, getting your sense of urgency right, Um focusing on your faith, carving out time for your relationships, which is different from your family, carving out time for your friends, right? So focusing on these or an influence, how do you build influence, whether you're a boss or not? Mm -hmm. um, so in working with all of that every single morning for an hour, and I thought in the beginning, this was overkill. 
But sure. when we stop every morning and have that breakdown of where, where are we today? What growth did we have yesterday? What did we learn about each other yesterday? What did we learn about our clients yesterday? Um, what, what's the most important thing for us to accomplish as a company today? What's the most important thing for us to accomplish as, as a couple today? Yeah. Um, yep. it, when we focus on that, our days are just glorious. It's, it's almost easy. I mean, we still get into the weeds on certain things, but sure. it's been great for our relationship yep. and for our business. Being intentional. Like if yes. you're intentional, because you put meetings with, with people you don't even know, like in your business, you put, you put them on your schedule and make sure you carve out time, but you don't do that for your significant other. You don't do that for your kids. Yeah. And some people, well, like, should I really have my kids on your schedule? Yeah, you should. Yes. Cause like, then you'll, you'll hit that meeting, right? Just like you do. Yeah. So I love that. I love that you're being intentional about your business. It's important for business. It's also important for your husband. It's also important for, you know, your kids, your family, and you're being intentional about that and you're getting out in front of it. And I think, you know, a lot of people like the miracle morning for me, God calls me to that of like doing it in the morning, like setting my day, talking to him in the morning. I think that's, that's a good thing that it sets your day so much better. So I love that you guys are being intentional. I think that works so well. Let me, let me ask you this kind of to, to sum it up. You, you've given us so many good things, but if you had to say, I want to ask you two questions. One, if you had to say what maybe is like a key ingredient to be a successful investor. Um, and then following up with that, I want to, what's a key ingredient to um, also, while being a successful investor, continue to prioritize your faith and your family ahead of being a successful investor. So both those things. So the first one, oddly enough, and I say this every time I'm asked, so it's just interesting that I'm, this is the focus of your podcast. Is I, my faith is rooted in my religion um, and my personal connection with Christ. But I understand other people come from other places and that's not, not your groove. You got to have faith in this process. You have to have faith in the people around you. I don't know a single entrepreneur that opens up their doors thinking, I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's They're almost confident. crazy faith, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I have to mean for me to keep that, I have to go outside of myself and I keep that relationship with Christ every single day. Um, Yep. Because like I said, I, I make a step and the path is just laid before me. I have to trust that he's going to continue to do that for me. So that's one thing. That's great. Um, yes. And then into prioritize your relationships over your business. Um, honestly, I think it goes back to what you said, that, that word being intentional about it. I just had a, um, a really cool conversation with, with my uncle. He's an executive with Walmart. Um, um, oh, cool. And he uh, was talking about when he goes and speaks with entrepreneurs who are looking to get into, into Walmart, um, he'll ask them, like, how many of you would right now, if you wanted to take a year off of your business and just go, and he'll be in a, a room of a hundred people and like two will raise their hands. And, you know, and a lot of entrepreneurs sort of wear this as a badge of honor, like, Oh, yeah. I, you know, it's a hundred percent job. It's all hustle, you know? And he's like, well, you know, those two people were able to figure it out. So mm -hmm. Why, what's with you? And um, I, I'm really glad he mentioned that to us because you can, even in retirement, I'm, you know, these brains that we have, they don't shut off and no, I can feel your yeah, energy too. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to be doing something with it. Um, oh, yeah. But it is important to take that rest, right? So how do you build a business in a way where when you need that rest, 
you can step away and get it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and his, his recommendation is, you know, plan your, your work where one day you can take a whole day off and do nothing. And, you know, world, the world will not stop work up to a spot where you can take a week off or two weeks and the world will not stop work your way up to a month, work your way up to a whole quarter, and then take that year long trip around the world with your family, like just get a tutor and, you know, just go around the world with your family and experience that. What greater education and rest for your mind can you get? And then not to mention the creativity that explodes when you do actually step out of your business every day. Have you read the four hour work week? Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, he, he did that, right? Like he find he was like forced to go away and his business did better. And he, yeah. And he brought up some ideas and like, why didn't I do this earlier? But yeah, but, yeah you, you're absolutely right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, That's it is. And, and I, I know I have that, um, you know, God's working on that still with me. Um, no, so it's such a good point. And it, it takes me back though, Jansen, like you said, you, you were kind of blessed by the fact that you were forced to build your, to start your real estate uh, from a distance because yeah. it forced you to do it the right way. And I think yeah. you're kind of saying the same thing, like force yourself to build your business the right way so that you're not glued to it. So you're not a slave to it. I usually always like to ask, as we kind of wrap up here, James, I always like to ask for a book. You've given us a couple great ones already, the forever <laughs> cash, um, but by Jack Bosch, I think you said, and then the high performance habits. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say? Um, I, sometimes I like to ask for a good um, oh. non-real estate related or non uh, business related, if you have anything like that, or non-business related, like does not compute. I don't. It's I don't remember <laughs> the last time I, I should work on that. It is business related, but since I've given you some books, I will give you a show. Okay. Um, Undercover billionaire. It's on the Discovery Channel. Okay. Um, it is. I don't have cable, but it is worth the seven ninety nine a month to to buy Discovery Channel to just watch this show. That's fine. It yeah. is a. Um, I do not know why they give it away and are putting it on TV for free. It is a thousand dollar seminar every episode. Oh, really? Um, the premise is that there's a, yep. a billionaire who goes out and he bets a million dollars that he can build a one million dollar business in ninety days if you drop him anywhere in America. Oh, every yeah. single episode. What what I love the most about that is that you know whether they make it at the end or not, you know you'll watch the show and you'll see. But I love seeing them when in their darkest days. Um, I love it when they're like, I am doing it's day 50. I have done everything right. I've made all the connections. I have set up all these meetings and all I'm getting is no's. I loved seeing that moment because it makes the end so much sweeter. And it makes me feel like I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, We all have those moments, regardless of your level of success. And no matter where you are, it doesn't go away. It's just having that faith that I am doing the right things. Um, so this has yeah. to work out. So yes. I definitely encourage you to watch that. And oh, um, yeah. it, it will bring out some interesting business strategies. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that recommendation. That's a little bit different yeah. one, but gosh, that sounds so good. And I, I love the way you put it on. Honestly, I can't add anything to what you said there. Um, but no, you, I mean, you, you're absolutely right. It's, it's those dark days that you need faith. Wait, before I let you go, two things. One, uh, first, how, how can how can people get a hold of you, Jansen? You, you've you know, shared so much here. People want to learn more about you, maybe learn more about the, the, the land stuff or just want to, you know, hear more from you. Uh, how, how can they find you or reach out yeah, to you? Yeah, so you, I, you can check out my website at flippingwithoutrehab.com. Uh, I'm more responsive on TikTok. So okay. TikTok at Flipping Without Rehab. But also Instagram, Facebook, same handle, Flipping Without Rehab. Okay. Flipping Without Rehab, that's all spelled out. Yep. 
Yeah, Last thing before I let you go, I always like to ask, how might uh, my listeners and I be praying for you in the coming weeks? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, well, we are traveling to Mexico. Um, oh, so wow. <laughs> when? How soon? soon? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm getting my hair done next week, so the week after that. Awesome. The whole world revolves around my hair yeah. and my nails. After yeah, the hair. Very important. <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah, so pray for some traveling grace and that Absolutely. my business actually continues to function the way it was designed. <laughs> this there is you my go. Test. See if you, yeah, see if you took your advice and set it up the right way. And that's right. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> just, just just a fun trip. Are you be on there for a week or? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I actually was uh, my mother-in-law. Her, her lifelong dream has been to go to Hawaii, um, but when everyone got there, and so for Christmas this year or last year we gave her a trip to Hawaii that we were going to take oh. now with her uh yeah and then everyone got their vaccines and Hawaii just blew up so we're yeah. not going to Hawaii this year we're gonna have to wait till next year <laughs> okay. so we're, we're giving her a consolation prize of, yep. of Mexico but um she doesn't know that we also paid for her other sons to come so she's oh, very wow. surprised when she gets oh, to the resort goodness. we're happy yeah. we're really excited for her and you're traveling with some young kids yeah four and six but they, yep. they've been there before. They're, they're, they're vets at it. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah. And they're not too young. That, that's, that's a, no. that's a good age. That's about the age our kids are. They're, they're finally through the, the terrible twos. They're, yeah. oh my gosh. They're easier yeah. now. I love it when they speak English. It's amazing. It's <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely <laughs> awesome. Yes. Good deal. Well, Jason, th- thanks so much. Thanks again. Uh, incredible story um, of, of perseverance in your faith. Uh, j- just love that. I, I, you know, I hope I get to that point someday. I hope I have uh, the kind of faith and all that. It's so awesome. Uh, congratulations on all that. Good, good for you and your husband. And uh, yeah, so I hope to stay in touch. I hope people check you out. Uh, thanks so much again for being on the show today. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good one. Yeah. Take care. God bless. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review. And check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.